The Edinburgh Football Podcast is brought to you in association with Nicholson Joinery Limited. Yes, hello there and welcome to the Edinburgh Football Podcast. Um, another week down it is. The terrible trio are back. Cross is with us uh, this week again. So hopefully, well, I can see your background there on Zoom. Champions, that will be uh, the first talking point tonight. Hearts crowned, obviously, championship champions. Bit of a tongue twister there. Uh, but it is myself, uh, Callum and Ross with you this week. So agenda for our listeners. It will be Hearts to start then on to Hibs, and then we'll finish with Edinburgh City. But before all that, Callum, prediction table updates. Good um, weeks for some? Table, I, don't have, I, don't have, I don't have a full table, and I'm not surprised that this is where you want to start, given the the score that you had this game week. Really? Um, I actually don't know, because I, for, I always forget what yeah, I put down. Uh, all right, OK. OK, well, luckily, I write them down. Um, I can't so, what I had, actually. Uh, Byers, I think you got... Uh, three points. I think you got the results. Um, but you had two one Rangers. You had one the Lindbergh City, and you had half to win three 0 so you, you got seven points, and you put yourself into the conversation, shall we say? <laughs> um, you know, you're still outside of the top, but you're you're within six points of. Well, to be fair, I think it would be harsh if Susan didn't win it. Because they've been top all the way through. They a good score of four points this week. So they Susan goes back top uh, on on their own. Then it's joint second, Ryan Anderson and Stevie Tate on sixty-three. John Hopkinson had a good week. He got five. Mm. Um so he goes into third with sixty-two. I drop a place. Um because I only had two points there, so sixty-one for me. And so you're breathing down my neck with uh, fifty-nine. Is there a, uh, yeah, is, is 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 uh, does Ross even show up on the on the on the time on the on the league table at all, Callum? When you when you post it, um, you or have you... to scroll nah. uh, a lot of the way down. A, way down. a couple of you clicks. Said a WhatsApp, but I was number, I was I was the top name on the, the when you said a WhatsApp. I was dying. Any donuts this week, uh, Callum? Any donuts? Um. Well, there was there was one. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that the, the person didn't take it too seriously, uh, the, yeah. the predictions that they put in. Uh, a new was person on Twitter. Yeah, Simpsons, uh, Simpsons Slavering was the, was the account name. And the, their Slavering by name, Slavering by nature. <laughs> Pretty much. They had Ips to win 5 0 at uh, Ibrox. They had Hearts to get beat 6 0. Um, so they got a score right there, just the wrong way round. And um, what would have been a fantastic game, they had Sunram 8, Edinburgh City 6. You know, it would have been fantastic to see, but unfortunately, none of them came in. But I would love what to see Simpsons to keep going, keep going and keep having some fun with it. But that is uh, that was the only bagel this week. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay then. Right, as we said, we're going to start start with Hearts then, Ross. Um, finally, over the over the line. Um, and does it go down as one of the best performances all season, or is it? Or do you take consideration part time Alawa, pretty much bottom of the league? Uh, where do you stand? Was it? Was it? Was that more the hearts that you were looking to see throughout this season? Uh, yes, I think so. I think, albeit yeah, you have named it. They are a part time side. They're not the best team that Hearts will play this this year in the league. But I think it was actually it was almost like a Hearts of old in a way, like when you actually were on that game playing well. Mm. Uh, you had like Saharan in there. Saharan done really well for me. I thought he was absolutely excellent. Um, 
the boy Henderson. I've been critical of him over the years at Tynecastle uh, when we were able to get the games. I didn't think he was really of a quality to be playing with Hearts. Um, and a couple of performances for the Championship here uh, kind of backed me up. But I think from Friday night's performance, it was like a different man. Like, even his run for the penalty and stuff, Mm. that's what Hearts have needed Hearts have needed that running force coming in there because it's all been it's all been try to be a wee bit too pretty at times with the wee tippy tappy stuff and it's no work because mm. teams will grind you down if you keep doing that but I think Hearts were a lot more direct on Friday night and it paid off albeit there's a lot of unforced errors from Alwa um, like their keeper giving away the penalty which was stupid uh, and the last one for Walker I still don't know what the boy's doing but it was almost like watching Stoby back at in Marseille. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it was that bad. I was hoping for a, I was hoping for a bite there. It was that um, bad. But no, I think it, it was unforced errors from their part, but I think the way that Hearts went about it, it was professional, and it's what Hearts fans have been looking for for mm. months. Yeah. Now, we, we've said it, i said it for weeks now, that probably the only good performance this season has been the first game, the 6-2 against Dundee. Nothing really backed it up, but I think that was almost like a Nielsen championship side of old, where they just went for it and they were direct. I think you've got players, like you've got an international striker in Liam Boyce. When you've got him up front against that part-time side, he should be running short, and he was running short up front. Like, it was, it was probably a lot more chances. He could have finished a lot more than six, but... Mm. So I was happy. I was delighted with it, um, and thankfully the results went our way on Saturday. I didn't even know we were champions. I thought we'd had to be like another point or something. <laughs> and I got a text to say we're champions. I was like, "Are we?" Yeah, we take I it. it off to watch the recent. Yeah, we've seen a lot of you've seen a lot of hearts this season, Callum. Obviously, all the all the Friday night games, etc. Anyway, and a, you know a couple of others. Um, what was your take then? Would, would you go with that 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 looked more like a a Robbie Nielsen sort of team performance, a, a bit of a throwback to 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 sort of previous times. Um, I don't know because I was Robbie Nielsen's a big fan of the sort of four two three one, mm-hmm. and it looked like a sort of three five two that Hearts were playing on Friday night. I thought you know players that we've criticised this season looked really really strong. You know Andy Halliday um, at left back, sort of left wing back was really good, you know. Um the sort of player that we, we tipped he could be, but you know, he was he looked impressive. I mean Liam Boyce just you know, when he's in the mood like that, impressive. I thought I mean some of the goals that he took were fantastic. I mean touching on what Ross is saying there, the direct running from Ewan Henderson, I think that's one of the only times I've seen that from Hearts this season. You know, and yeah. that's with However many wingers that Robbie Nielsen's tried to sign, you know, you've got Gary McKay Stephen on the bench that is a former Scotland international. He's won X amount with the clubs in Scotland and he's not bringing that verve that, you know, Ewan Henderson is. I mean, he was just... The, the run for the penalty, all he does is he just keeps running. He just keeps running with the ball, you mm. know, and the Aloha players are too scared to touch him and then I don't know what Neil Parry is doing in the goals because he takes a... Very poor touch to be fair to him. It's the worst touch that he takes in the whole run. He's going completely away from goal and the keeper goes, Kim what I'm taking you down anyway. Um made absolutely no sense to me, but 
the direct running from Henderson is what has to be missing all season. I thought mm. Haring coming in, this is a guy that, that his last half appearance, you know, his last half, half start was the 2-1 defeat to Brora. You know, he comes in against Alola there and looks a completely different Peter Haring. The Peter Haring that Hearts fans were used to seeing when he first signed to the club. And I mean, we were having the conversation two, three weeks ago, is, is Peter Haring going to stay? Mm. We don't know. Yeah. Because he's not played that much. He's out of contract at the end of the season. On this performance, it's, it would be insane for Hearts to let him go. Mm. Interesting, you know, good points, um, good points all around. There's things I wrote down there. Certainly, Peter Hanning. I know, that, you know, the 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 plaudits he got uh, certainly on social media for, on on Friday evening, um, and I, I kind of kind of felt like uh, eating my hat a little bit after the the previous comments I made about a month ago. Calm, you're bang on. He, the straight red. I thought that's him done. He's barely played. He came on. He pretty much got a straight red. It was the first thing the first thing he touched was that was that red card, but. Perhaps that change of shape might be the way, and, and and you're saying about Henderson as well. I think although Hearts lost the game, um, certainly I listened to it on the radio. It was a Queens game a couple of weeks ago. You know, McInef played, you know, about three quarters of the game, barely done anything in the game. Came off, Henderson comes on, and he's the one that created uh, one of the goals by just getting the ball and running directly at a fullback, uh, and and Hearts get the goal from it. And I know that you know Irvin ends up putting <laughs> putting the ball in his own net, but uh, can we the point there? Change of shape, Ross. Is that something? Does this does this look like personnel wise? It it could it could work, you know. Haring in in a in a in a three, um, you know. Suter now coming back. Do you feel that this could be uh, the formation now going forward till till now to the end of the season? It's something you know we said all season. This could have been a really year for Hearts to clean slate, start fresh, build momentum for 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 next year. Could a change of formation for the next couple of weeks that are left of the season? Could this build momentum now? From now until the end of the season, is this maybe the sort of mix up, the sort of uh, freshen up that is needed? Yeah, I think so. I think, <clears throat> as you say, I think one of the main things from the weekend was obviously Suter coming back mm. from his massive layoff. Um, when you've got a player like that, the quality there, it's, it's going to have a bit more impotence in the squad. But I think the, the way that the team was laid out, um, it almost it let a lot of players play to their advantages. So you've got uh, the boy McInerney that came in, he's he's brought in as a box to box midfielder. Right? I called him a, the new Paul Hartley when he first arrived, and I think after the first few weeks I was going, oh, I might have made a wee bit of an error here. But I think when you start playing him in his natural position where he can get forward and start helping out with the attacks, and everyone was kind of helping out with everyone, and it worked well. I think Halliday. He was on open goal saying that he prefers actually, he loves being out in left wing back because he can get more of the ball and he can see more of the play and stuff like that as well. And that's probably hearts maybe see a wee bit the better side of him because he was wasted for weeks. And the amount of fans, uh, including myself, have been calling for him to be dropped out of the squad completely. But when you see performance like that, you're thinking, ah, they have got, the... there's no doubt hearts players that have got in the squad are quality players. They can compete in that league above and they can compete for a top six. What you need though is mentality and that bit of belief in yourself, but also when it comes to tactics, if the way I would think probably Nielsen will look at the strategies now going forward and thinking, does this work moving forward now for this team? Because um, you look at the formations that we've had before, maybe haven't worked. So I think now that the season's wrapped up, there's a potential for a wee bit of experiment in there, and that 
in the rest of the, the games there because we've won it. I don't think anyone really cares about the rest of the games. There is only what four games left. You can try and tinker that wee bit, see if, if something else works, and have a wee bit of a, a bit of contingency plan for your backups there. So, well, it's four weeks now. It, it, it's four weeks for me, Callum. It, it, it's it's or however many however long's left of the season for a lot of these players to to show Robin Nielsen that they want to stay at Hearts next season. They want to be with Hearts in the Premiership next season. There's a lot of players will come to players out of contract, but I'll let come to you first, Callum. There's a lot of players there that have still probably to make up Robbie Nielsen's mind whether they're good enough to 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 force a way in, to stay in, in Robbie Nielsen's Premiership squad next year. Well, as, I mean, it's a good point you make. There's a lot of players that their futures are up in the air. And, uh, I saw on Twitter that you know a lot of people spoke about how Andy Irvin wasn't in the team and Hart's played some really, really nice football and, you know, has his ability, you know, there was a lot of comments, you know, has his ability been inflated a bit too much? Uh, is, is he as good as, you know, people make out? I think he's still one of the better central midfielders at Hart, so I think that he would work well. Um, I just want to touch on what Byers said there about Hart's going up and challenging for top six. Is that what you see Hearts doing next year? Just is that is that the bare minimum, or is that the sort of well, that's the ceiling that Hearts can push for, or are you looking for Hearts to go up and be, you know, because surely um, as a Hearts fan you're sitting there going, well, I think Hearts should be pushing for third, pushing for Europe, pushing for this, you know, and it's, I just I like the word I think, top I think six. Minimum, minimum has to be top six. I think if if Hearts go down and we're playing bottom six, that's split. That's not a successful season for Hearts whatsoever. I think the minimum, like the minimum for this season, was promotion. I think the minimum for next season is secure that top six place. Uh, do I think Hearts have the squad to push for Europe? Absolutely. I think the way that potentially recruitment is, if it's done right, if it's Nielsen, I, I imagine it will be Nielsen. I don't, I'm under no illusion that it won't be Nielsen at the moment after that um, but I don't know I think you've got if this squad goes up Ross, Ross if, this, if this squad goes up it's the exact same squad next season there's no danger that's challenging for Europe next year no no I think we've, we've said for, but there has to be there's going to be coming and going from it and I think they'll they'll look at a financial aspect there'll be players that are dropping out like you've seen that that um screenshots that were going about with players' wages and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Some of them are ridiculous. Some yeah. of the wages that are going you're losing if it's right, you're losing what three thousand eight hundred a week or better going next season. So that's saved up. You've got a couple of other players that are out of contract that I wouldn't imagine I, Well I've got a list of eight here. I've got I've got a list of about seven or eight, so we'll come to that after after but I, I think you think you think minimum, minimum 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 top six with with a bit of, with with some new players in. You're saying minimum. I, I would agree with that. Team like Hearts has to be challenging for Europe, so it has to be a minimum top six. I would agree with that. I think if Hearts can be top six um, next season, we don't. You know, Hearts could go out and, and make some unbelievable signings, and then yes, perhaps in a couple of months' time, I'll all be saying, yeah, maybe they can push on. But I think right now, with a couple of decent enough additions, I think. If you'd ask me right now, I think top six would be would be a, would be a good season for Hearts. It, it's it's stability and it allows you to then kick on uh, the following season. 
Um, however, I mean, you know, if, if, of course, is it? Know, listen, Hibs are potentially, we'll come to it, but, you know, potentially going to be third. So you're going to think the European money that Hibs will have, that in itself should attract players. Aberdeen have got a clean new slate, new managers. Who knows what, what that's going to happen there? I think the thing that's different this year compared to maybe when Hibs came up and then when Hearts came up as well, you've got Rangers and Celtic who are going to be, again, so far clear of the rest for me. Um, so you've got a really strong Celtic Rangers. You're going to have Hibs with maybe potentially decent money. Aberdeen. So it's, it's going to be interesting. I think St. Johnson again, will can maybe continue to improve. I so think... I've got money as well. Yeah. People forget I think top six like, would be good. I think top six... Yeah. I think top six would be a good season. However, depending on recruitment, it could be a lot better than that. But I think right now, it needs to, it needs to be uh, top six. You, you mentioned... Look, look at Logan that's came in. Logan's came in. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't want to. I, I didn't see the point of that coming in. But see when, like, Friday night we're watching him play, like, with Smith pushing into the centre and him playing there, you're like, aye, this could, that's, looks decent, actually, because he gave us a wee bit. Mm-hmm. He gave us a lot more than what I thought. He was actually quite... Decent player, actually. In my mind, I don't know how he wasn't going to game Aberdeen. Oh, I, th- I think, uh, yeah, I think there's there's no doubt that uh, that that Shea Logan. It's just in terms of longevity. How many how many seasons can you get out? How many games can you get out of of, of Shea Logan uh, long term? If he is there next season, I think it's probably just going to be for this season. A bit of a stopgap, probably, because um, I think he's now is it mid about mid thirties is now. I think he's he's about that, yeah. So, right, I'm going to ask you both. We're going to run through. There, there's seven players. It was eight, I think. But Christoph Bear obviously we know where his future is now. It's not at, at Tyne Castle. So, <clears throat> I'll come to you both. These are the seven players. That are I've got a connection to Hearts, um, in some way, but out of contract or maybe loan deal finishes at the end of the season. Would you keep or move on, uh, Castanier? No. No, Cal. Um Freer being loaned out, so I think that's yeah, it's not going to happen, is it? Um, Eddie White, yeah, uh, Janelli because it was a a season long loan, so sorry, uh, to be fair, Eddie White, I think in patches he's shown that you know he's not brutal, you know, I think that like I think that there is a wee bit of a player there, but there's, there's not enough. Uh, games that he plays, so uh, yeah. uh, he was a gamble when we signed him. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think, I think for two and a half years. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a no. He's a no. Yeah, um, he's a, Josh Ganelli uh, or Ganelli. I know it was a, it was a sort of season long loan. Would, would you would you sign him back, Ross? Uh, he is meant to be signing apparently. Mm. Rumours I've heard. So yes, I would personally. No, not for but, you, Cal. Um, look, what Hearts don't need next year is a guy who is going to look decent um, in a couple of games and then get injured for three months. That's that, like Hearts Aye. can do with There's a possibility that, but one, one, one of the better players for the whole season. Well, ah, but I mean, I don't know. Like, is is it worth the risk? Personally, I don't know. I would. I, I don't know. If pay as you play deals are still around, but uh, <laughs> that's that's what I would say. Number one. Mm. And then the two goalies. Interestingly, two goalies out of contract. So I think obviously. Ross Stewart must have been a, a year-long contract for him. Um, no, no, that's a loan, Ross Stewart. Was that a loan? Sorry. Yeah. So Stewart and Slamo. No, no, no. So uh, no, no. 
So you need <laughs> definitely goalies in them. Certainly, can't just be Craig Gordon. As, much, as, as good as he is, you're gonna need well, more than. I think with the games that Ross Stewart's came in, he's not looked comfortable in mm. my mind. He's, he's that's not. He's he doesn't look a great addition to me. And I think when you've got a player like Craig Gordon in the sticks, and then if he's out, and you've got a, a flappy hands coming in, yeah. See, it's mm, difficult though. Doesn't be much confidence. This is you know I, I know I you know having. Goalkeepers is a really, really, you know, obviously played it, so I know how tough a position it is. And I look at some goalies, I don't know how old Ross Stewart is. You maybe can check that, Ross, while, while I'm talking here. How, how many how many professional games has, 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 Ross Stewart, has Ross Stewart played? And I think a lot of, for me, from my experience, if you're a goalkeeper at, a, at any sort of full-time team, get out on loan as a goalkeeper. You've got 26. to... Twenty six, age, or twenty six years old. I yeah. He's played. Uh, he's played one game in three years for Motherwell, seventy two in two years for Albion Rovers. Okay. He haw for St Mirren, and nine for Livy before he came out. Right. And he was at Queen of South last season for nine games. Right. Okay. Well, to be fair, he played. He played. He played. Nine odd games. In his twenty. I, I just saw that. So I mean, it's it's three season worth three seasons worth of games. Um, uh, yeah. So I think just for my, in my in my my personal opinion, get out and loan, play thirty games a season, playing against men, and I think uh, it's difficult as a goalkeeper as well. If you if you don't have loads of game game experience and then you're chucked in for a couple of games, it's hard. It's it's a difficult position just to to pick up. It's not like if you're an outfield player and you. You're a right mid. You might be able to play in the left one game, or maybe play up front for a game. Goalkeeper's one position. You've got to get out and get games. Harry's um, not got youth out alone at the moment. It was Harry. It was Harry Stone. Harry, Harry Stone is uh, Albion Rovers. Yeah, he was at Spartans, and then he and then he's at, at uh, and then he's on it. Yeah, he's, he's a possible. He could potentially be there as well. And the last one, of course. It, last one is uh, Irvin. I think probably on agreement that he's worth another contract, isn't he? But. I, th- I think on the right deal, and the Irvin's definitely worth worth a worth a contract. Yeah, I I would I would because you've got a longevity in there, and you've got he plays well, and he plays the ability he's got. Someone will come in for money, man. Yeah. So you don't you don't want to go down the route of. It's like with the Patterson thing. The Patterson thing was unfortunate when he injured because when he came back, we didn't have we couldn't get the money for him. Thankfully, he got that drawn into his contract for Cardiff that we got money from him. I think there was a, a percentage added on to the transfer bill for that, but oh, it's kind of going around looking like that at the moment. You've yeah. got to you've got to be sensible when youth when it comes to that. Yeah. Well, it's a free week this week. Um, we all know why. Um, for Hearts, it'll be a following yeah. midweek. But what, what's the expectations now to the end of the season, Ross? Would you like to... Maybe stick to a formation to build momentum, or do you want it to be mixed up for now to the end of the season and, and just kind of mix things up and just kind of you know they bothered. In a way, I don't think it really matters. Um, the objective's done. So yeah. We've done that now. I, I think I think maybe play play the players that um, he's unsure of. Start mixing up. Give a few players a bit of a rest. You go like I'll be it. I'm trying to think. Northern Ireland are in the Euros, are they? Yeah. Are they in the Euros? Northern Ireland. All right, you can maybe give 
あとあとどうせ今回だあるわけでね今回あいやだえっ、ー、なあ、no, you've got players like Boyce and Smith and stuff like that you could give them a bit of a rest and give them a wee bit of a break before it you've got players like that、um, I think that there is players that Hearts maybe need to look at and I think maybe even starting to bleed some of that youth in that we've talked about him should have done throughout the season yeah try and get that sorted so Yeah. Northern Ireland didn't qualify. Sorry, I've they, just remembered. I was, I, I, was, I, was doing my panini, I was doing my Panini sticker book last night and I didn't get, get any. Did you get one? I'm absolutely not ashamed as well. I, I, originally, I got it for my nephew and I got, I got the book and I got him stickers and all that. And then I was like, well, he can't take any stickers into school right now because of COVID and all that. So I may as well get the book as well. And then, if he's got any doublers, I can swap with him. So, I mean, that's, that's yeah, my reason. It's been that it. long for Scotland to be in yeah. it. I don't, I don't blame you, mate. You should, you should have seen,、um, I've, I've got about five Wales players. I'm absolutely seeing it now. I've only got one Scotland player, and that's McTominay. And I'm like, <laughs> but、um, no. Uh, so, if, if either of you are going to get the Panini sticker book、um, and looking for doublers, I'm 30 year old, mate. I'm probably not. Well, I'm 31. <laughs> Absolutely. Go up, lift it, get your medal, and that's it. You know, that's, it's done. That's it. There's, it's no, no, there's no need for、um, boys doing the cleansing in every corner of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, no, one's, no one's saying do that.、No. Like, well, Halliday was saying、uh, the day that they, they don't know what's organised for them. They were planning on apparently going to have something after the Scottish Cup final for getting there.、Um, but that got kind of nothing really materialised from that. So they'll have something, I think, just with the players. Yeah. I think so. so. Yeah. Something, something will come. There'll be a, like a Zoom thing we'll do. I'll see if I can have a Zoom, a Zoom party, which I will not be joining. <laughs>、uh, okay, then. Right. Player, so、exactly. You want to be invited? <laughs> Won't be invited.、Um, I'm not a fan, so no. Okay. Right. On to,、uh, on to Hibs and Callum. And we asked, or we wanted Hibs to go there, go to up front, not change the way, take the game to, take the game to Rangers. And again, we ran Rangers close.、Um, I think by all accounts, 
watch the game back and you know even speaking to people that managed to watch the game Rangers fans because you couldn't get it on the radio you couldn't get it on anywhere um, I think Hibs are more than deserving of a point at least um, so at least Hibs went there and had a go but again we come away with, with nothing I suppose but decent enough decent enough well, I mean, say decent enough, and it's a two-one defeat. It's not really. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't class it as decent at all. Um, I think that looking at it, it's good decision making in the final thirds. You know, Boyle takes a shot on when he could slip in Kevin Nisbet and I'd fancy Nisbet to score. But you know, let's not be around the bush. The big talking point of the game is him have a goal disallowed for absolutely nothing. For I don't know. Like, Orlando. Right. Are we putting? No wonder we wear glasses. Um, I, 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 this, I genuinely, I've watched it back countless times. And I have no idea how the referee sees what he sees and like that. It's, it's absolutely baffling. And, like, look, I'm, I'm, if you go through the Rangers games this season, uh, Hibs two two first game first game that Hibs and Rangers played this season. Boyle is marginally offside before he puts the cross in for Doyle's equaliser. Uh, but Morelos also kicked out at coaches during that game, so you know you sort of square those two away. Two penalties denied at Ibrox in the one 0 defeat at uh, on Boxing Day. Um, no idea how they're not given. Then Morelos stamps on coaches, gets a two-match ban retrospectively, and he well, scores the winner. Wasn't sent off in the, uh, in the game and pops up and scores a winner in another one 0 game, and then Hibs go through there again. And you know I don't want to sound like a Celtic fan, but like it's it's a disgrace that those decisions have just and I just I cannot see what is wrong with that goal because the thing is, see if Hibs get the first goal that if Coaches' goal is allowed to stand, I'm not saying that Hibs get back into the game, you know because. You know, it didn't finish 2 2. Hibs did eventually score, but it's, it's just. I can't, I can't really express what I want to say without <clears throat> losing it a little bit here, but it's just. I'm spe- I'm I am I am I am I am speechless that that was given as a as a as a as a free kick. Honestly, it's just for me for me incredible. Um, Hollander's actually. As def- as defenders rightly do, they have their hands up. I think he's actually got a bit of a hold on Porteous. Porteous just gets up, has the arm to for me has the arm the arm to sort of almost lean on the defender slightly. But you see all over the park in every single game, Hollander knows he's mis- misjudged the mis- misjudged the ball. He knows that he's 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 missed the header. He knows that the chances are Porteous is header header and is in behind him because he knows he's lost his man, and he falls over. Hands go up. And the referee gives it, Ross. You're you're going in with it with a well. Let's say you're you're going in with new, new, you're neutral here. Come on, in all seriousness. No, I, I was I, I watched it. Um, I watched the game on Rangers TV, and I still have no idea why it was a free kick was given. Yeah, it was. There's nothing in it. There's absolutely nothing in it. Um, I, I was going to ask Calm. I know you've got the Scottish Cup as your background, but I, was, I wasn't sure if it was a tinfoil hat at one point during that whole. <laughs> Rant, like <laughs> it was like conspiracy theories going wild there. Um, I'm just pointing out irregularities in referee performances this season. And uh, well, I, I would say the one thing that it definitely was consistent for me was Boyle getting booked for diving. 
I think, yes, he's not appealed for that penalty that he's went down for, but the theatrics of his throwdown were embarrassing. This, and and that's been a consistent approach no, to the season. Um, this, this, is a, this is an absolute nonsense that this myth that Martin Boyle has been as a diver, because that is Martin Boyle weighing 10 stone soaking wet up against Connor Goldson weighing 15 stone, like a big guy. And that is Martin Boyle just running into a brick wall and falling over. That's not a penalty. It's a coming together. Nothing is in that. There's, there's, no, there's no challenge or anything like that. Boyle was not doing anything. And for sports scene on uh, Sunday night to start giving it loudly about how, oh, Boyle's a diver and this, that, and the next thing. And it's like, how is that even a thing? There's no way that he's dived for that penalty. Now, we, we can talk about... What's well, season uh, ticket to Like It's honestly, it's embarrassing that this conversation has even been had because ever since that John Hughes um, interview, that's, it's... It's, all, it's in referees' heads. You know, Martin Boyle ha- is the second most fouled player in the league this year. He gets taken at the knee, I don't know how many times, and that's never spoken about. That's never... Jack, Ge- Jack, never Grealish, is the, Jack Grealish is the most fouled player in the Premiership. I wouldn't say he's honest about his tackles. But I'm not he's talking flat, about Jack This isn't the Birmingham... Football podcast. This is the Edinburgh football podcast. I'm using, an, I'm using it as an end comparison. <laughs> that diving all it's, over the It's a disgrace. It's okay, a disgrace. Okay. Uh, okay, okay, so okay. Referees have been consistent in that approach. Okay, I, I, I'll finish it. It was a stonewaller. Stonewall penalty. Um, right, on to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on to. On to. Callum, what, what does this give you then? You know, I, I think we really ex- weren't expecting much from the game. I know it did finish when we came with nothing at the end of the day. But. Um, I'm still a wee bit apprehensive about finishing third. Does it give you confidence so going into the, the remaining sort of four games then that Hibs can go over the line and secure third? Well, if, if Marciano doesn't do anything stupid like he did for Rivo's first goal, I mean, Christ knows what he was trying to do there. Um, which, but that's, that's the one fault that Marciano have always had with him. He tries to do the ridiculous camera saves, and I think he's tried to do that. He got it horrendously wrong, punched it back into the danger area instead of getting it around the post mm. um, in the lead-up to Rangers' first goal. But, look, if I'm honest, Aberdeen, they still... If, if Hibs win their next two league games, they're at home, Livingston, St Johnston, Aberdeen do not finish above Hibs. I still think that, you know, Aberdeen... Aberdeen don't have a striker. Where are they going to get goals from? I think well, more, they've, more got, they've, got, the they've got um, Callum Hendry, they've got a rat, and... Um, <laughs> a rat? Um, so, uh, so, look, it's... I, I, can't, I can't see them scoring goals. I, I it's, 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 it's still in the balance, obviously, but, I mean, I was expecting Hibs to be four points clear after, after the weekend. So, going into the, the league games... The next ones, that's that's the that's that's the ones that matter. If, if Hibs win their home games in this in the split, then it doesn't matter what Aberdeen do. Yeah, so Rangers and Celtic, don't they? go to Ibrox on the last day. You know, Rangers okay. could well be going for an unbeaten season. You know, the invinci- uh, an invincible season and uh, the opportunity to. <clears throat> you know, there's no way that Rangers are going to lose the last game of the season. 
No, no Tallardy. So for me, um, two wins. I think it all comes down to, to those two games. And yeah. If Fibs pick up even so, even four points, finish third. Well, it's essentially five points. I think should be really encouraged for your performance on Sunday. Yeah. I think he's, he's played well. I think he, he's highlighted. There's areas to highlight. Like the Rangers have weaknesses in that team, and I think the fact that Boyle was getting the wrong managers a lot. I know, but but that's encouragement. You're going to get the best team in Scotland, and you're pushing them. Hibs have probably been the only team this season that really have, in a way, pushed them more I than think, anyone. I think, I think, I think the Rangers, the Rangers are honest with themselves. Hibs have been the team that have given them the hardest challenge this year. Aye, exactly, and I think that, like Sunday's Sunday's encouraging. I think. This bit's unfortunate with one of his shots that just goes past the post. Um, I, th- I think you're starting to see Nisbet back on form and Deutsch is well, obviously coming off the back of his good Scottish Cup. No, Nisbet, Nisbet now back in amongst the goals, for me, that's enough encouragement to see a third place. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, it's essentially five points right now. So there needs to be, you know, with the, with the goal difference, so there needs to be a certain, certainly a big swing. Um, I'd probably say four, uh, yeah, four to six points, does it? I think for me, and I, I'll let you say that's, you know, you're also taking consideration that Aberdeen need to win games as well, of, of course, but uh, certainly it's... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll make a prediction, I need to go seven clear Aberdeen for this season. Seven? Okay, okay. Well, we'll see. Uh, on the same token, we spoke about it, about... Uh, Spoke about it with uh, with Hearts about players out of contract, not too many out of contract for for Hibs. Um, although certainly one position we're going to certainly have to sh- to to talk about, Callum, is is the goalkeeping situation. All three goalkeepers that you consider to be our first team goalkeepers are out of contract. So Marciano has obviously come out and said he will be moving on. Um, Matt Macy, I think it was was uh, just was it, was it alone, isn't it? So he no, he's sent. Signed, but it was just a. I'm sure he was released and it's a short term deal. Short term deal. Well, he's, he's out of contact. Well, yeah. he's, I'm sure he's, he's a free agent in the summer, regardless. Yeah. Would you take him? Um, even you... if it is just a loan. I would, to be fair, my mate is absolutely. Uh, I think seven through six. I think. Matt Macy has done absolutely nothing wrong in the sticks for me. I think he's been solid enough with what I've seen. Right. Um, and you know it's it's a tough job to to replace Marciano, but I think that he's done well. So personally, I think yeah, I would I would maybe you know take a chance on him. Yeah, and uh, Kevin Dabrowski as well, obviously out of contract. So that, that's a difficult one because has got so many plaudits being on loan at, at the different clubs. We've seen him a little bit at Civil, and then he's gone on loan. I think maybe Cowden, Dumbarton as well. Cowden, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he's uh, he's been. I've heard his name for years. I've never seen him. Yeah, so he's just been he's been young. He's been young and I remember Cam I've said it on the podcast, I've told you privately as well, you know, when, when Ryan was at uh, when sorry well when Porto was at uh, Ember City and I was there, he said that he was like unbelievable in training, shot you know, shot stopping, etc. etc. Um so he came, you know, with really high rating, but he's not he's barely played a game for Hibs. I don't think he's has he played any games for Hibs, I'm not sure. So it's different difficult to say. As I said, you, you Young goalkeepers have to go out and get playing. So if he does sign, I would be surprised if he wasn't put on loan again, or it ne- he needs to be pushing to I, to be number one. I think he, I think he probably won. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, it's well, Steve McGinn was one, but he's obviously moved on as well. So yeah. that that was a short term deal anyway. 
And uh, no, he's just on. He's just on loan at the moment. Yeah, but you just, you can't see it. Yeah, you you, you can't. No. Not, not it wasn't it wasn't a long term solution anyway when we no. signed Steve McGinn. Uh, but he did get a goal. Goal get away to Motherwell. Good finish as well, actually. And uh, well, the main one, I suppose, Jackson Irvin. Um, how important do you think it is Hibbs getting him across the line? Do you think I know contacts uh, contract talks are in early stages. I think. Listen, last week, you certainly take him on next season, Callum. Definitely. No, I think I think what has to happen is Hibbs has to be an attractive position, uh, proposition for Jackson Irvin. And Jackson Irvin needs to be an attractive proposition for Hibbs. You know, I think that. If Jackson Irvin plays a part in Hibs getting third in the league in European football, uh, you know, still got a good chance of perhaps a Scottish Cup final. So there's Hibs could end up having a cracking season, but I think that Jackson Irvin could well play a massive part in that. And if he does, then does he want to stick around for European football, etc., etc.? And then you know, sign a couple, a two-year deal, and then get sold after a year, go back down south for a wee trip. Uh, on better wages etc I think that if Hibs if finish the season strongly Jackson Irvin plays well then it would it would be conducive to both uh, parties for Irvin to I, sign on I agree I think I think what you were saying earlier Andy about um, about the money coming in for Europe use it you've got that money there get him a contract in fairness if he does it if he goes in elsewhere where's he going to get European football I think more importantly, that, that's got to be on his thinking as well, that there's a chance to showcase himself on a European stage with Hibs. So I think I think at the end of the season, I think it would be a win-win situation for both parties, in my personal opinion. So and here's another one. Hibs would be wise. He, he, here's, a, here's, a, here's another one. I don't know, I mean, to be honest, I, I, this could be a, the most ridiculous point ever, because uh, I'm not really, I don't follow the Socceroos, so to speak, but if he signs for Hibs, plays week in, week out, Gets into you know performs at some level in Europe. There's a World Cup down the line. Uh, does that does he play himself into Australia squad again? You know, or does he? I think, well, no, I think he's already. I think he's actually quite a big player for them. Mate. Right. Well, he needs to. Well, I think he's got a regular, isn't he? Yeah, I'm fairly certain he's a he's a regular. Well, but he needs Australia. to. But you need. But you need if you want to hit the ground running in a World Cup, which is in the winter, uh, the following uh, year, get playing week in week out. Uh, I know it's obviously the following year thereafter, but you need to be playing games, and and you know you can't just be sitting on a bench, warming a bench, to then suddenly go and expect to perform in a World Cup. So, um, it keeps some. Well, let's see. You know, Martin Boyle suddenly goes from nowhere, has a good sort of season or so, and then suddenly he's a, he's in the Australian squad, and he's one of the, the first on the on the team sheet by all accounts the way he was performing. So, um, don't look at me like that. They rave about him. You've got those two mixed around <laughs> completely. You know, Boyle's the one that needs to do more for Australia to get himself a starting spot. They were raving Jackson about him. Jackson Irvin's the one that's still playing the Australian. Uh, well, yes. Uh, he's, he's done. Um, see, I'm kidding. Share the thing. Yeah. Okay then. Um, Stranaris weekend, Callum, Scottish Cup. You were saying that, you know, we spoke about it uh, last week. It was the kind of Scottish Cup's opened up for Hibs, certainly the next sort of two two rounds or so um, so Stranar this weekend you know they lost to, to Ember City last week we'll come and speak about that uh, they've got two games this midweek before they play us on Sunday now isn't it I think it's Sunday now so at least it's, uh, ah, they're getting spoiled they're getting spoiled they get an extra day off god um, 
it's got to, it's, you know, a down there professional performance and, and get themselves in the next draw, the next the hat. Yeah, should I say? It's a day of mourning. It's hundred percent. It's it helps through there and just yeah, get the job done. Few goals and back back on the road with the uh, with Motherwell or Morton at home. Yep, absolutely. Okay then, Embra City. We spoke about them. This podcast obviously getting recorded right now. Well, what I meant, what I meant to say was, <laughs> as we speak, Embra City are playing right now. Um, it was 1-1 one, one at half time. Can someone update us on what the score is now? Ross, you seem to have disappeared. Is that what you're doing now? Um, but they're playing Brecon just now. Obviously, one all at half time. I thought they would have uh, really put... 1-1 uh, one, one after 51 minutes. Yeah. Something that surprised me, Callum. Um, Two subs made... Liam Brown's off and Uzi C has came on. Thank you. Um, no, I mean, whoever listens to it now will know the full-time result, but again, this will come to my point again, we spoke about Ember sitting a lack of clean sheets. Saturday, huge three points, great three points to go down there to, to get the clean sheet. First league clean sheet, I know it's obviously been a break, but first league clean sheet in a while. First league clean sheet since they beat Annan at the end of November. It's been a long time. They've got a clean sheet against Airdrie and the Scottish, but it's the first clean sheet, would you believe, since the restart Saturday there so and again they've conceded tonight so but I want to speak positives let's speak positives first that's a great three points to go down the road there and pick up three points we didn't strain our cam big game that was it's, it's, it's massive you know we spoke about how important it was for Ember City to, to pick up three points there and you know Strindar will be looking to maybe get the three points going that they've got uh, a couple of games in the week coming up and if they drop points at least they've got those three points banked against Edinburgh City but you know you want to talk about positives in Edinburgh City there were five points off the playoffs when the, when football came back in League 1 and League 2 they now have a seven point cushion in the playoffs you know that was uh, before games kicked off tonight so you know you want to talk about positives there's, there's a positives you know Naismith and DeVita winning manager and player of the month respectively it's been Phenomenal since they've come back. It's like that. Um, well deserved, we, Oh, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. When we first started the podcast, and City just won game after game after game, and yeah. sat, sat at top league two, and it was just like Jesus. Um, this this makes the podcast bearable because it, it was fantastic. But <laughs> I think uh, going down the Astrona, that could have been a very very tough game. They've come away, and I know that the sort of Twitter made out that sort of backs against the wall defending, etc. But I mean, I watched the highlights and what the chances that Stranraer had. Antel didn't have much to do. Mm. Uh, there were sort of uh, headers going wide. I think there was a few corners, etc. But I mean, I thought they uh, they dealt with everything that Stranraer threw at them uh, resolutely. I think that you know I've always been a big fan of Tamor. I think when I saw him playing for BSC and the Lonely. Uh, before his move to Sonar this year, I think that he's always been talented. So I think that Sonar have good players going forward and City to get a clean sheet when they have been, maybe not conceding goals left, right, and centre, but struggling to keep a clean sheet. It was massive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you did you watch the, have you seen the game back, Ross? Um... No, I'm not, not a chance, mate. Fair enough. Um... But, but I must say, Sonar, considering when Naismith came in, they were one of the teams that we looked at to say you need to get up above them and you need to push up because there's, there's the teams that are above you, you need to fight for it. And I think, for me, the way that since Nason has come in, there's no fear in that team at the moment anymore. Um, 
like going to Shadrach, getting that clean sheet is massive, um, which is a, a great, great result for them. But I think I think it's safe to say Macy's at the wheel. <laughs> no, I mean certainly, um, you know there were some interesting, um, you know I think it certainly looked like it was a, a clean slate for for all the players at Edinburgh City because players that maybe weren't maybe playing. Week in, week out, it really looked like it was a sort of. There's been a big, a long layoff. Naismith's come in, clean slate. He's he's given players uh, opportunities, and, and players have taken them. You know, and I have to say, he's definitely been the one standout for me. I think. Yeah, probably the layoff was probably a good time for Uzi. I know he, you know he had his injury problems etc. So maybe that that, that sort of uh, forced break was probably a, a good thing for him. Um, Somebody needs to turn the hair. The barbers are back open. <laughs> the um, I have to say though, I think Stranaer will be pretty gutted. I didn't get something from the game, but on the but Ember City, I'll see it as they were resolute and 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 they and they got over the line with with a clean sheet. Um, but a big few weeks, a big few weeks because they are now. I think they're second. I think it's important that they really do push on and and try and. Because I think it was about a month or so ago we were saying, "Oh, well, Ember City play tactical," but that was at a point where we were just maybe a couple of games in. Since it's the layoff, but now they're in almost pole position now to finish second. That's going to be so so important. It gives them prime, um, you know, potentially a prime spot to 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 get. I think fourth in League Two, your play. Definitely. So well, at, the, at the moment, Stullen and Albi, uh, Stullen and Elgin are both getting beat. Yeah, so, so it's third. So you play third. You play third. Sorry, that's right. You play third, but. You know, play the teams that are around you. You know, because they're going to go into a top five, aren't you? So. You know, after that, you 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 put them to the put them to the sword, build confidence, and it could be a really good. We we'll say it every time, but it could be a really really good season for for Edinburgh City. It's just important that they keep this going. I know it's still you know drawn tonight, but massive game this week, massive game this week. Um, test, a test, certainly. I think this. I think this weekend is I it's, it's a tough game. Obviously, Queens Park is you know uh, been. The form team in the league still unbeaten. I think that City, it's like you say, it's a good test for them. They're not uh, if they lose this game, it's not it's not a disaster. But for me, I'd like to see them them get a result here. I'd like to see them stand up to Queens Park. They went through to Hamden, scored three goals. They should have probably won the game. They come back three all draw, so it's not too bad. But I think uh, Queens at home. I think that even though the league's probably gone now. I think, you know, a, a bit of a statement to say, look, uh, you might win the league in a 27-game campaign, but in a 36-game campaign, we don't want it. <laughs> and then I think it's the following week, it's Stirling Albion, so that's a, that's a, that's that's the big one for me. Um, that, that needs to be that needs to be wrongs righted, because I think, you know, I mentioned when we came back, uh, oh, sorry, when City came back on the podcast that... Uh, Barring a shocking first half against Stirling Albion, where City went in three 0 down, mm. they they were in some really good form, and I think that they need to, you know, sort of what's the what's the football manager team talk? We owe this team uh, after last time, you know, and I think <laughs> that that's that's hundred percent what what should be happening going through and getting getting three points there. Yeah, yeah. Do you agree with that, Ross? It's a a, a big week. No, absolutely. I think. Um, they've got to take confidence from the last game they played Queen's Park they're a good side they're one up at the moment Simon Murray scored for them and they've still got they've got a good squad but I think City can City can hurt them because City are on form at the moment and 
there's no reason why they can't go over and get a result there. Um, and I think we're still in Albion. It's definitely you need to beat a Palace. You need to beat the teams around you hmm. to do well. Um, I think the fact that well they're getting beat at the moment, so they're going to be off Stranraer actually. So it's they're the results we need to kick on and keep pushing on. So yeah. hoping they they grind out tonight. Yeah, keep them wrong, Callum. But keep them wrong. But I have to say when I, if I look back to when I played for, for City in League Two, I always found Stranraer Albion. Quite a tough game. We drew them through there and then we lost. I can't remember what our, our home games were. I think we beat them once. I can't remember the first time we played maybe our draw as well. But always found them quite tough games. Uh, following City in the last couple of seasons, I think City have always kind of found Stone Albion a quite a tough nut to crack. I can't remember them always cut on top. There's certainly been times that Stone Albion have put up uh, quite just off the top of my head. It's not a team where you go, ah, City will put them away. You know, it's always been quite a, quite even games, I think, if my memory serves me correctly. I'd agree. It's been a sort of I can't I can't pull the pull the stats off the top of my head. Yeah. But there's been a few games where we've almost sort of been a bit blasé and expected City to breeze past Stillen Albion and uh, Stillen Albion have turned around and got a result, I think. Either last season, year before, so it's it's not going to be straightforward, but I think that if City come out of this with six points or four, four minimum, but um, if they come these next two games with six points and obviously hopefully beat Deacon tonight, then you know it's just uh, the momentum keeps going, and that's that's the that's a big one for Gary Smith is yeah. get to the playoffs, you know. Um, well, to be fair, if they beat Queen's Park, you never know. Imagine they just had a wee wobble. <laughs> I think it's I think it's probably too far now, but uh, you know, I mean, certainly if they were to get if they were to get six, seven points from the next week, I think that's a really, really good return. To be honest, um, so yeah, exciting times again. I have to say, we'll finish on Ember City there, but I drove past Meadowbank where was I? I can't remember. I was coming. Oh, I was coming back from uh, a shop down in Seafield. Uh, Flooring shop ever and I was drove past Middle Bank last week and it is I say it every time I've drove past but it's looking ab- you're looking at you're looking at me as if that's the wrong way to go Callum you do not let me tell you let me reinforce this point if you're driving back from Seafield you do not go through the town it is a shambles you take a wee no, sneaky I'm, you go I'm, I'm, I'm no no you go up through Lock why End did, why did we need to know Exactly where you were. Just, I, don't think, I don't think Callum is running about your direction. I, uh, to be fair, mate, whatever route you were saying, that's fine. Yeah. But I'm sitting here going, why did we need to. I was at a flooring shop. See, now I'm like, oh, is, there, is, there, is there a reason that you were at? Like, you know, is, is there more entry to this flooring shop? No, no. no I don't believe it. Well, just, I'll let the, the, the listeners have a guess on that. But no, no. It's so, essential, Charlie. Down, it was, it was a dumb material. Let, 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 let me assure you, it was essential. Um, right through, you know, up lot, sort of rest of the rig lock end, round the back. Middle bank through the through the gate on the, I can never remember the name of the street, but the hoppy side. Cal- that's the one. Looking through uh, the, the 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 gate, the driving past, looking through the gate. It looks it looks brilliant. I can't wait to. Google Maps here. <laughs> Sat Nav Stoby. There no, we go. He's, 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 sitting, he's sitting for his taxi test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to say, it's, no, it's it's looking tremendous, guys. Honestly, I I can't wait to 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 take in a game there uh, next season. Hopefully, and it honestly. Right, hopefully, we'll three of us will wait along. Yeah, no, it's looking, it's looking tremendous. It's looking absolutely tremendous. It's uh, a lot different to what you'll imagine. You'll go, oh wow! Well, I'm telling you, that'll be the exact thing you'll say, Calm. Oh wow! Don't mind if I do. Can't be any worse. 
Yeah, um, 100% not what I'm going to say, but I tell you what, we've got five minutes, we but, but before we, before we, minutes. but listen, now listen, listen, listen. Ken, I'm buzzing for a bit, Bank. Ken, how Ainsley Parks, we've got obviously, you know, it's, it's called Calm's Corner, obviously they've got the stand up there, it's Calm's Corner. I'm really intrigued to what it's going to be at, at Bank. that's what I'm really looking forward to. Where is Callum going to position himself when we go to, to the new Bank? That's what, that's what I can't wait for. That's what I can't wait for. <laughs> In the, see, in the dugout in the dugout love it <laughs> right okay then predictions Callum you came up hold with on, just, oh, just, just hold before on. we do the predictions I was thinking uh, we've not had a puzzler the last few weeks so I thought I would think of a wee puzzler and it came to me the other day because a lot of people watch golf I, I think golf's boring and to be fair I've never really played it either but I was thinking what sport is better to watch than play you know what would you rather watch than play because I mean as bad as I am at football, I still quite enjoy playing it over, I would say, watching it. You know, I would rather play a game of fives than watch any game in the English Premiership. But I was like, well, is, is there any sport that you would rather watch than play? For me, you know, ice hockey probably. Because I'm absolutely brutal at skating. Interesting fact about ice hockey. It's the fastest travelling object in sport. The puck. Rumour has it. Rumour has it. Um, interesting I think we'll all think about that and we can tweet in our own uh, answers or we'll give our answers next yes that's a good thinker that that's a good thinker I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dive into a, I'm not gonna dive into a, uh, although I have got I'm not gonna dive in but I have to say but would I really watch diving because actually having with diving I'm a terrible swimmer and diving I've just got a belly flop written all over me so <laughs> written all over it so perhaps the Olympics so Martin Boyle <laughs> right guys we'll get back to that next week good one Calm I like that um, right we've got two and a half minutes Calm a little mix up in the prediction league this week what's the, what's our new what's going for what we're doing this week yeah, we're, 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 we're going to have four games this week because Hearts don't have a game this, this weekend so instead of filling in I don't know like an old firm game which would just be horrendous for the Edinburgh Football Podcast we're going for a prolonged game week where there will be four fixtures uh, we'll have Hibston Rar City Queen's Park Hearts Morton and City against Stolen Albion yep. um, two games on the Tuesday one on the Saturday one on the Sunday here we go ok right let's start us off then Callum Shannar Hibs 4-1 uh, Hibs 3-0 Hibs 5-0 Hibs um, City Queen's Park I'm going to go 4-3, say. Desmond. 1-0. Uh, who will be next? Hearts, Morton? Um, I'm going to go 3-1 Hearts. 5-0 Hearts. Is that Tyne Castle? Yes. Yeah, 2-0 Hearts. And still an Albion hit City. Uh, I will go 2-1 City 3-2 City I'll go 1-0 City So there we are Game predictions in it all, Like we said Callum said there It rolls over into next Tuesday Hopefully we don't have any uh, bagels Next week um, But I do quite enjoy that little segment Don't take it personal It's all just uh, it's all fun I've certainly been, I've had a few bagels this season I can assure you that um, Ross bagels No No <laughs> right guys enjoy that good puzzler get your answers in I'm going to have a good think about that Cal. that's a good one um, and uh, we'll speak to you speak to you all next week thanks for listening that was the Ember Football Podcast <laughs>